Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. Look at average kilowatt hour uses per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or in a month with similar extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232. Hello there and welcome to another edition of Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. I am Shane Ray, your host. Tonight we're going to be reviewing some interviews we did during my drive home show uh, with, well, just some locals. But a little more exciting than that. Uh, the first one is with a champion t- a shooter. She's from Danville. She's just 17 years old. Her name's Beth Walker. And uh, she was really cool to talk to. Then after that, we're going to be talking with the director, the executive director, I should say, of the Avon Washington Township Parks Department, talking about their new park, Picard Park, as a matter of fact. We did a live remote there recently. And... Uh, not only did we talk to her, we also talked to some folks at the live remote, including the Avon Washington Township trustee, Don Hodson. And so we'll have his interview in here as well. You don't want to miss it. Stay right where you are. Duke Energy presents Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. As promised, here she is. We have Beth Walker. And uh, she's a little bit unique, I guess you could say, compared to other people her age. And uh, we're going to have her tell you a little bit about that in just a second. First, we want to say good afternoon to Beth. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am just dandy. Thank you for asking. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, now let's let's go back a little. Tell me a little bit about yourself, about where you grew up and your social security number and your bank (laughs) information. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. So I grew up in central Indiana, about 30 minutes away from Brownsburg. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 17 years old right now, and I'm a high school student. I'm also a competitive shooter. Um, I'm a Second Amendment advocate as well. I do some political work with a few different uh, Second Amendment groups. Um, But my primary focus right now is competitive shooting. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. I'm sure the people who are driving home right now and listening to this almost ran off the road because how old are you? 17. Yeah, so you're still in high school or, you you know, high school age and uh, you are a competitive shooter. Now, first off, you'll have to fill me in a little bit here. Is that unusual? Are there lots of people at these competitions that are your age? Um, The population of young shooters about my age is growing, Mm -hmm. but there's still um, quite a bit more adult-level shooters. Sure. And uh, the thing about you, though, is uh, well, maybe we should uh, explain a little bit about the competitions. Where do they take place, and uh, who puts these on? So the competitions that I do take place all over the country. They're put on by several different match directors. Um, And normally I'll travel anywhere from five hours to the furthest away was 22 hours Mm. to go to one of these competitions. They're held at some local gun ranges and even some bigger ones that are known universally across the country and even across the nation. Yeah. And well, uh, the thing is right now you're getting a lot of attention 
and let's explain why that is. Uh, first off, you're doing pretty good, right? I mean, I'd say I'm doing all right. I keep getting better every match. Yeah. And that's the goal. I mean, always to improve, right? You never just want to say, eh, that's good enough. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're doing pretty good. You're, you're going around the country. Talk about where are all the places that you have been that maybe you had never been before because of the competition. Well, one of the most unique places that I went to was New Mexico, and that was last summer. Went on a, a big, long, almost three-week trip. Mm. I went to Wyoming, then to New Mexico. Um, I've been to Louisiana and Texas and just recently got back from Florida. Um, Kentucky is a place that we do a lot of shooting. It, there's a great range down there called Rock, Rock Castle Shooting Center, hmm. and that is one of our favorite ranges. Now, what makes it a favorite? Um, there is lodging on the premises, so it's easy to get to and from the range. They have some caves that you can go in and explore. They have a golf um, golf course, and it's just a huge range. They have a on-site lodging as far as housing. Mm-hmm. So you'll see people actually buying property and living there. They call it the 2A community. Ah. And it's just a really, really unique place. The people are friendly. When I go in there, I, I feel confident that everyone there knows me and cares for me. Yeah. Now, uh, one thing that's probably a little bit unique about someone that's your age is uh, that's happening to you is you've gotten some uh, big sponsorship as well, right? Yes, sir. You want to talk about that? <clears throat> So I just recently uh, was signed on to Team Ruger. They've been an iconic company in our nation for for many years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm also a part of a couple of different teams, but Ruger is my main sponsor right now. They they do a lot for me. They've made me feel very welcomed in the short time I've been on their team, and I'm just really thankful that they gave me this opportunity. Now, what does that enable you to do? Does it help you get uh, to travel more, or uh, as far as weapons or ammunition? What are we talking about? Um, Ruger's primary focus with me is to get me involved in more disciplines. So mm. right now I compete in three-gun, which is courses of rifle, shotgun, and pistol, all in the same course of fire. But they're going to move me not just only from three gun, but to pistol only competitions and then also to some long range rifles specifically. Okay. Now, there's something big happening in uh, the Indianapolis area and it involves the NRA and you, right? Um, I am involved with the NRA in in a small, small measure, but um, this, this show plays a huge part in um, my history in competitive shooting because it is where I got started. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Al, uh, now there's going to be an event, though, right? Yes, sir. Coming up. Tell us how you're, about your involvement with that. So, the event that's coming up is called the NRA Annual Meetings. Um, I attended my first one in 2014 in Indianapolis, and that was where I met some of the key figures that have influenced me in competitive shooting up, up until now and given me a lot of opportunities to grow. So, this show, um, usually it's upwards of 80,000 people attending Um, they have been in several major cities across the United States over the past 15, 20 years. Um, and I'm just really excited to be able to see everybody, maybe bring some of our local people in and show them what it is that we do through a convention like this. I've heard some rumblings about the call out, uh, kind of, uh, before the event, right? Tell us a little bit about that. So normally the governor of the state or uh, somebody higher up in the political status of our state will introduce the NRA in a major newspaper or media outlet in the state. But they decided this year to have a, a younger person do it, somebody that's involved in the 2A community and that has has a voice that they thought would represent them well. So 
I was approached about doing this. Mm -hmm. So that will be, it's It's going to be very much a call out to all of our Indiana residents to come and get involved with the NRA, what they're doing positive and why they're supporting our community as a whole, not just the second amendment community, but the American community as well. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm excited about it. <laughs> now let's talk about um, uh, what do you think this means for your future? What do you plan on? Uh, how do you think this is going to affect maybe career choices? So as far as the NRA, I am I am involved very politically mm-hmm. um, with several groups, but the NRA has given me a huge outlet to be able to speak in an educated way on Second Amendment issues. And that's something that I'd like to pursue as a career. So becoming more involved with figures that are higher up in this organization is going to play a huge part into probably my political future. Okay. Now, and also, if folks want to know where you are, what you're doing, the competitions and stuff like that, you have a Facebook page? I do have a Facebook page. It is Beth Walker Competitive Shooter. You can also find it under the number three gun Beth. Okay. Now, uh, I have to ask one last thing is, uh, who supports you as far as, uh, getting you to these places and things like that? And maybe who influenced you? So as far as getting me to and from matches, my parents play a huge part, yeah. specifically my dad. Uh, we have spent a lot of time in the car together and become <laughs> very close. So that's something that I am very thankful for that has come from this competitive shooting. And as far as just people that inspire me, there's there's so many competitive shooters out there that have played a huge part in building companies up. People like Jerry Michalik, Lena Michalik, um, Becky Yackley and her family and all those type of people are really influential in, in growing our sport and the Second Amendment community as a whole. All right. Well, we wish you good luck on all your competitions and uh, at anything that you might be, uh, any event you may be at, uh, we hope that, uh, we wish, wish you only the best. Thank you. Now we switch gears to some things we were involved with uh, within the last week or so, talking about the opening of Picard Park. That's in the Avon, Washington Township area. And first we talked to Laura Helmick, and then we also talked with Don Hodson and a few others. So we're going to bring those interviews to you right now on Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. As promised, here she is, Laura Helmick. She is Park Director of Washington Township Parks in, uh, well, of course, right here in Hendricks County. Uh, how is Laura today? I'm doing great. Uh, the weather is cooperating today, so we're excited. We've got lots to do to get ready for our grand opening tomorrow. Well, I, I told Paul Poteet he was fired if he didn't at least give us a day or two of good weather. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, the weather's been uh, helping you out. You are, you're probably out there today getting prepared for the big event, right? I am. We also have our fish fry tonight at our uh, main park. And then we've got our grand opening tomorrow from 4 to 6 at Picard Park. Okay. Well, all right. Let's start. First things first, fish fry. When, how long is that going on? So we have the fish fry tonight, and that starts at 5 o'clock. We've got um, the fish, or Living Proof is playing tonight. Uh, The Avon American Legion is frying fish for us. And then, of course, we have Indie Beer and Caps serving beverages. Wow. Pretty cool deal. Now, uh, this is, and this is going on uh, for how long with the band and everything? Uh, So it'll be from 5 to 8. 5 to 8. Okay. All right. So people still have time to get out there. 
Definitely. Hey, that's perfect. You're driving home. You're thinking, what am I going to have for dinner? What? This is it. You pick up the kids and uh, whoever's at home, and then you rush on out and go to the fish fry and uh, and listen to a band, and you'll be entertained all all night long, right? Right. All right. Let's talk about tomorrow now. This is the grand opening of Picard Park, and this is an Avon. First off, explain what uh, what the purpose is of Picard Park. There's uh, always going to be somebody saying, do we need another park? I mean, what's so special about this one? Um, I mean, I know I'm a little biased, but I think definitely, <laughs> you know, the community can always use, you know, new ways for recreation and open space. Um, we started planning for this park actually back in 2015 mm. when we did our park's master plan. Um, part of that master plan was doing a community survey to see what the community wanted. And, you know, after we got the results of that survey, it was pretty obvious to us that what this community wanted and what they needed was more nature education and nature workshops. And from there, really, the idea just unfolded. Now let's talk about that uh, nature education. How are they going to get that uh, through? I mean, what are some of the things we can expect that uh, maybe you don't see in uh, some of the other parks in Hendricks County? Okay. So we have our nature center, which is one of our biggest features at PCAR Park. Mm -hmm. And in that nature center, we have several education displays, but we also have some live education displays as well. So kids can come out and see the different animals and learn the difference between turtles and tortoises they can learn you know you know what who benefits from a tree and that it's more than just you know the trees give us oxygen you know they give us shelter the insects use them as homes uh and then we also have our park naturalist who is on staff and she is actually going to be doing several um, programs this year that have to do with nature education she is also starting a field trip series where uh, daycares or schools or even our homeschool organizations can schedule a field trip with Kelly, and she will go out, and she has a few different um, programs lined up that you can choose from. And so we're really fortunate to be able to have that in this community. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, some other things that caught my attention, I was reading about this on uh, social media, is uh, you have that. You also have kayak rides. Explain that one to me. So um, for the grand opening event tomorrow, if the weather cooperates with us, we will have um, kayak rides available in our Raccoon Lagoon, our pond out there. Uh but one of the nice thing is, is that we actually have three different ponds with Washington Township Park. We have two in our main park and one at Pecar Park. And we're going to start letting people take their kayaks or canoes. Um, they can purchase a pass through us, similar to uh, what the state parks do. And with that, they can go on to our three different ponds and they can fish, they can paddle around. Uh, they're not huge ponds, but it's just kind of a fun extra feature that, you know, people can come and enjoy. Sure, and then camping's also going to be available, right? Yes, we do. We have um, primitive camping. Uh, now I've gotten a lot of questions about what does primitive camping mean. Mm -hmm. uh, primitive camping means uh, tent camping. We've got fire rings. Uh, we do not have water hookups. We do not have electricity over there. So it is strictly tent camping cooking over your fire, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and with that, you will get a picnic table, a fire ring, 
uh, and then also we have trash cans available. Excellent. Now, tomorrow, this is going on from, uh, well, actually, the ribbon cutting starts at 3, right? Yes. So we have our ribbon cutting. The Avon Chamber of Commerce is going to be out there to help us with our ribbon cutting, and that's from 3 to 4. And then at 4 is when our tours throughout the property will start. So we have several covered golf carts that we're going to be taking people around the property to show them, you know, everything that is at PCAR. Uh, you know, it is saying that there's going to be rain. So we do have a rain plan in case anyone is wondering. Uh, we also have a Nature Talk series planned for that day where we have a few specialists coming in to talk about different um, nature education and that will start at 4 o'clock, and it'll be every half hour will be a new presenter. Mm. We'll also have tours throughout the Nature Center. Um, like I said, we have the kayak rides. Uh, if the weather cooperates, we'll also have our large bonfire going uh, so people can come and enjoy s'mores. Uh, it's going to be a really great time. And we hope that everyone can join us. All right, excellent. Now, of course, this is uh, more information about this, and if they want, uh, folks want uh, details uh, th- or want to see updates, I should say it's uh, available on social media. Right? Where can folks go? They can uh, like us on Facebook at Avon Washington Township Park, uh, and they can always go to our website as well. All right, Laura Helmick, she is Park Director at Washington Township Park, and she's going to be there tomorrow for a live remote. We start broadcasting at 3 o'clock while the ribbon cutting is going on, and we will be there until 6 o'clock. And Brian Scott will be here in the studio. I'll be there on location talking with Laura and some other folks uh, that uh, we have lined up to talk with you about the new park. So uh, you want to be sure and tune in. Laura, we will talk to you tomorrow, and thanks for talking with us tonight. Thank you, everyone. I hope to see you out there. Shane Ray broadcasting live from Picard Park. It's the grand opening today. Lots of stuff going on. And uh, I am here with Don Hodson of the Avon Washington Township. Uh, He's trustee, I should say. How's Don? Doing good. We um, have had a good crowd here for the ribbon cutting. It was uh, kind of a special invite. The public has been invited to come between 4 and 6, and I would encourage you to come out because we still have tours going on. We've got uh, golf carts that are covered so you won't get uh, wet. Uh, they'll take you around the premises and let you see everything. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, the history of getting this park to where it is right now. Were you a hands-on type of guy? Were you wanting to keep track of everything? Or did you just say, you know what, you guys take care of that and have a committee do it? So when the property was bought, it wasn't done by my administration. It was actually bought by the previous administration, Ronnie Austin, who was the township trustee. And at the time, the township board was Nate Woods and Denny Petrie and Steve Turner. And what they did is they bought from the Picara family uh, two parcels of land that came a little over 45 to 47 acres and so that's what it is uh, here and then what it did is you know, it, was, it was bought for the purpose of maybe down the road turning into some kind of recreation or park or something so what they did is they actually leased it out to a farmer to farm uh, over the years and you know obtained some money and of course they, they had to pay property taxes but they took that money that they were making and plus had some profit on top of it we continued that when we came into office in 2011 but when I hired Laura Helmick um, 
as the uh, parks director a few years ago, one of the things I charged her with was looking at this piece of property and saying, do we need to move forward and start developing this as a park? And so she put together a five-year master plan and brought it to the previous township board, which at that time was made up with Doug Elmore and Suzanne Conger and Fred Palmer. And um, they brought, you know, they she brought that to them, and uh, talked about, you know, this kind of design with the nature center and the pond and the permanent campgrounds and the low impact uh, uh, obstacle course and the classroom, et cetera. And so we decided to move forward on the project, and and rather than bond for it, we saved up money on a rainy day, and we put together a budget of 2.2 million dollars. And uh, actually, we're under budget. Uh, we're almost finished paying off everything. And so the, the, we put it out for bid. The construction and the development uh, all occurred last year. And, of course, today we're opening up the park, yeah. uh, which we're very proud. Uh, so this has uh, been a work in progress. It, um, I mean, the board, previous board, uh, and the existing board now, and, you know, have had a hand in it. But I have to give a lot of the credit to Laura and her staff. Uh, Stephanie Massa, who is the assistant parks director, we've hired a, a naturalist, um, and she's been a part-time naturalist who, who's located out here now, and she'll be doing a lot of the programming. Uh, our groundskeepers and our other park staff have really put in a lot of hard work over the last few weeks to get this thing, you know, to where it needed to be for this for today. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's been nice that the weather, you know, held off, but they're yeah. making do. And as you know, you got a lot of people here, and they're doing tours. And I would encourage you, you know, if you were thinking about coming, but maybe not because of the rain, come on out and, and see the actual thing. So yeah. it's uh, they'll be here till six o'clock. All right, sounds good, Don Hodson. Thanks for talking. All right, thank you very much. And lastly, we talked with Amanda Babnick, and I apologize. I didn't get her last name right. I thought it was better just to let her pronounce it when we were live on the air. She is on the Avon Washington Township Board, and she talked with us while we were at the live remote at the Picard Park Grand Opening. Shane Ray broadcasting live from the Picard Park Grand Opening in Avon, of course. I'm with Amanda... Amanda Babinek. Babinek, sorry. I was trying hard to get that right. You're on the Avon Washington Township Board, right? Yes, I am. Now, first off, uh, you were at uh, the ribbon cutting, of course, just a little bit ago. Tell us about the importance of Picard Park and uh, what it meant to the board to have it here. Uh, Well, the previous board was actually the one that approved um, the Picard Park being built, and it's just going to be such a wonderful thing for the community. A lot of times when people are trying to choose where they're going to live in a community, they look at things like schools and parks Mm -hmm. um, and different things like that. So when people try to choose their forever home, they're going to look at all these wonderful amenities that we have here in Avon, and parks are part of that equation. Uh, What a great thing for the community to have the school corporation come out here, that kiddos can come out here for field trips. Mm -hmm. You've got the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts who can come out here uh, for camping, and the older generation can come out, and they will enjoy the bird watching and the nature viewing. It's going to be fantastic. Exactly. Now, I heard you, and speaking of which, I heard you saying just before we started the interview, you were getting ready to go on a tour, right? Yes, I am. Tell us about the tour. Um, it looks like Laura Helmick has put together, Laura is our parks director, and mm-hmm. she has put together some golf carts. 
Um, thank goodness they are covered right now because <laughs> it is raining pretty good. Um, but we are going to do a little tour. Um, we're going to go see the pond out there. It looks like she's got a tent set up so we can check out what the campsites are going to look like in the park area as well. It's all going to be fun even if it is a little wet. Absolutely. All right, Amanda, thanks for talking with us. Yep, thank you. And thanks to the Avon Washington Township Parks and Recreation Department for having us out that day. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be doing some more stuff over the summertime, so be sure and check us out on our social media to find out where we're going to be. For Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today, I'm Shane Ray. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. This program has been sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. And if you have a smart meter, check online to see if a daily usage analysis tool is available. Smart meters collect usage information by the hour, so checking spikes throughout the month, by the day, and even the hour can show what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.